Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy, and this is episode 192. And I promised you I would talk about beneficiary deeds today. Now, you need to make sure, first of all, you talk to your attorney. I am not an attorney and in no way can give legal advice. I'm just going to tell you what I know as an instructor about a beneficiary deed and why I think it's a great idea for you to uh, think about this and and talk to your attorney or, or the title company. Again, each state is different and there may be a different program for um, this type of deed, but a beneficiary deed actually allows you to leave your property to your heirs without going through probate. So my mother, who was my real estate mentor, my broker, really encouraged me to get into the business. We worked together for a number of years and she taught me really everything I know about real estate. And, um, she uh, was a great lady and a great person, and I, and I was blessed and fortunate to spend an, a, a lot of time with my mom, and we worked together. But she recently passed away, and she had uh, a parcel of real estate. And we actually had, she had a couple of parcels of real estate before she passed away, but in Originally, those properties were just in her name on the deed. Now, if she had died the way the deeds were actually vested, those properties would have had to have gone through probate court, which sometimes could take seven, eight months or longer before you can actually do anything with the property or sell it. Now, what we did, because we were aware of this being in real estate, she actually had the deeds put into what is called a beneficiary deed so that when she passed away, they were immediately transferred to my two sisters and myself. No probate. Literally, we got the properties. uh, I mean, the property became ours the day she died because of the beneficiary deed. Now, the neat thing about a beneficiary deed is this. My mother could have sold that property at any time without my, myself or my sisters authorizing or signing anything. My mother could have gone and taken a loan out on the property. She didn't need me or my sisters. We were just listed as beneficiaries. And it only came into play if she died. She could have taken us off of beneficiaries, moved us around, maybe just given it to one of my sisters or given it to the church. I mean, she could do anything she wanted to with that property. We had no say-so. We were just beneficiaries. Now, why is this important? Because sometimes I've seen people that want to put their children's name on the deed so that when they die, it's already in their children's name. The problem with that is that, let's say, in my mom's instance, she owned this property that my sisters and I were on the deed as beneficiaries. 
my mom got to a point where she had to go to assisted living. Now, if she uh, wanted to sell that property prior to going to assisted living, she could do so with a beneficiary deed. But if she had just put all of our names on there, in other words, if she put my name and my two sisters' names on there, we would have all had to sign the deed in order for her to sell her condo to go to assisted living. Does that make sense? Now, why do you, you're probably thinking, well, John, what's the big deal with, with that? Wouldn't you and your sisters go over and sign? Yes, but since we're all three married, our spouses would have to sign. Now, I'm just giving you examples in real-world experience as a real estate broker for a number of years, 40 years, right? 42 years, this will be my 43rd year as a real estate salesperson, 41 years as a real estate broker. And I'm not telling you that to brag. I'm just telling you that to say I've seen a lot of deals in my career, and I'm still a practicing real estate broker. Sometimes children get separated or divorced and somebody has to come in and sign the deed and it's, they're, not, they're not real happy with the mother-in-law or anyway because they felt like she was a problem with the marriage. And I'm not speaking in my, my mother. I'm just saying an experience I've seen, okay? Because fortunately... My sisters and their spouses and my wife and I, I mean, everybody gets along fine. But I've seen these situations where I've told a daughter or a son, hey, your spouse has to come in and sign this. Well, we're going through a divorce. Well, I know, but your name's on the deed with your mother. And so they've got to sign the deed because you are married in Missouri. Now, again, every state law is differently. I'm just here to tell you, I've seen some really weird, touchy uh, problem scenarios where people just didn't want to come in and sign the deed. And I mean, they did eventually, but they wanted to cause as much grief and heartache and, and, um, problems as they could. So how do you get around that? You don't put all your children's names on the deed. Don't do that. You go see an attorney and you ask for legal advice and ask them, what should we do? And just say, hey, I was listening to John Mayfield's podcast. He talked about a beneficiary deed. Is that available in my, in our state? And if so, would that be what you would recommend or what is your legal suggestion uh, so that we do this correctly. Again, we cannot give advice as salespeople. We can't practice law. We can only um, fill in the blanks, right? Hulse versus Krager, and that's uh, filling in the blanks. We have to use pre-printed forms that are prepared by legal counsel and approved by legal counsel. And so, you know, I'm just telling you, seek legal advice, but In Missouri, and just from a teaching perspective, again, I'm just doing this from a teaching perspective, a beneficiary deed is what the title company highly recommends 
their attorney highly recommends in my area because it can avoid probate. It allows a person to sell the property without their children having to sign the deed. It allows them to get a loan on the property, basically do whatever they want to. And if they want to uh, take one of the children off as a beneficiary, they can do that. Uh, works very well in Missouri, but I have no idea what works in your state. I would encourage you to seek legal counsel and uh, find out what would be the appropriate way to prepare for that situation. We all, we hate to talk about it, but it's always something we have to prepare for. Wow, 8 minutes and 37 seconds. I didn't realize I'd spoken that long, but hopefully you know what a beneficiary deed is now. And if you see that question pop up on the exam, you've got some new information that will help you pass the exam on the first attempt. I have some other ways you can pass the exam on the first attempt. Go to myrealestateexamcoach.com. I have put together a really cool training program. I've had lots of students use it. They've passed the test. And it's short, concise videos on key topics you will probably see on the exam. There are lots of exam questions. And there's lots of other just kind of condensed down material. That you, and the best part is you can use this on your phone. I, I developed it so that it would be mobile phone friendly. So if you're going through the real estate course, take this with you, study wherever you go. It's going to help you pass the real estate exam on the first attempt. Well, as always, check us out at Global Real Estate School. Subscribe to this podcast. Go over to YouTube, subscribe there. And I want you to go out and make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.